Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to Nerdist Podcast number 611. Uh, Second shows have uh, started being added. There's a second show in Boston, and now second shows in Chicago, uh, and also D.C. on the Fun Comfortable Tour. If you go to funcomfortabletour.com, you can find tickets and info about that. I will be touring the country starting mid-January. Um, I just got to San Francisco right now, and uh, it's moist here. It is, uh, it is drenched. Uh, we West Coasters, uh, the rain, we don't get it. Uh, we need it. But we don't fully understand what happens when water pours from the sky. Uh, You'd almost think that uh, we would think that some weird uh, gods were punishing us. And we run around in circles screaming, why, why, why? And don't get much done. Uh, But I am in San Francisco at Cobbs right now. I'll be here tonight and tomorrow, the uh, 12th and 13th of December. You can go to CobbsComedyClub.com for tickets about that. This episode's Lisa Kudrow. I've been a huge, huge, huge fan of hers for a really long time. Uh, so this was a this was one of those uh, really special moments for me because I've I always admired the career choices that she made. She always took really cool, interesting roles. And I don't know if you guys saw the comeback, but the original series, which aired about ten years ago, was hilarious, and it it was cut short way too fast. But now the comeback has come back. Uh, and it's still hilarious, so that's Sunday nights on HBO at 10 p.m., or just check it out on the HBO Go app. It was an absolute blast to have the Nerdist Podcast, number 611, with Lisa Kudrow. Now entering Nerdist.com. Kudrow, thank you for being on the podcast. My pleasure. It's nice to see you. Good to see you too. Um, I uh, loved the original comeback, and I'm very excited that it came back. But how does a show? How does that? How how do you resurrect that after ten years? That's that's that feels like a British television thing to do, which I am all in favor of. Yeah. To, oh, come back nine years later. Yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. No, no. I mean, it's on. It's. I don't even, I'm not sure if it's unprecedented, but um, I don't know. I mean, we were in shock. Michael and I, Michael Patrick King mm-hmm. is who I'm talking about. We were in complete shock. I mean, we would always hope, you know, can we, is there some way we can do a movie or something? Oh, but HBO owns it. It's not ours. All right, it's not ours. It's not ours. We can't do anything. But then they called and said, can, why don't you guys come in and let's just talk about if you have an idea, then we want to do it. 
What? Uh-huh. Yeah, they would, because they had all been fans of the show. They were huge fans of the show. Was there a lot of the same people there still? Um, one of the three. Yeah. Or there were two at the time. But yeah, um, yeah, one, yeah. But a lot of people at HBO loved the show back then. And then, you know, it, to try to figure out why, which is all I've been asked for nine years, and thank <laughs> God now I get to talk about something else with regard to the comeback because I don't like talking about things and I don't actually know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's you where know, you because then Kyle's going to write about it later. He's going to do that, yeah. but and I'll feel like an idiot. The way that you get out of that <laughs> is that you carry around a pocket full of smoke bombs, and then when someone, <laughs> yeah. someone asks you a question, you're like, you just throw it down and then just disappear. Yeah, but no, it, but but by, I'm sorry, I just take forever. But when we left that meeting, we're in the parking lot waiting, you know, valet to get our cars, and we just stared at each other, going, "Who does who does this happen to?" <laughs> luckiest people on the planet like this doesn't happen that's the unprecedented part of the entertainment business is, is when something happened it's really easy and you're like is this a death trap are, yeah. you, are you going to kill me because <laughs> everything else feels as everything's a fight like for didn't instance feel like a death trap though it just felt like no no because their their intentions are good and honorable you know they're they're good people so, i would think i would wonder that about other people but now there's too much no one would do that not now. For, for no. a death trap? What's the death trap? What do you mean? I I'm mean, not like, getting something. They, they, they lure you in with like, oh, we want to do your show again. And then, uh, and then they drop you into a pit of alligators. You know, it's like death trap, <laughs> no, but, like it's too good to be true. But they said, you will decide and you will let us know if there's something to do. And did you, did, after all the years of auditioning, as, uh, did you want to call them and go, I'm sorry, we're going to go in another direction? Like, did you want to give them... No, the- okay. not at all. You know, there was no, there was no grudge. Well, I have to say, there's no grudge, because these people were fans of the show. And I think, you know, on, in some realm, it could be, you know, in some dimension, it could be considered it had been a mistake mm-hmm. that was made, that HBO had this moment in time where they weren't behaving like HBO. Mm-hmm. And I'm only saying that because I was told that confidentially by someone at HBO, which is not necessarily the person who would know, but it, it sounded like something, it, the exact thing I would want to hear. Good. So I was fine with that <laughs> as, as the truth. <laughs> and now it all worked out. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the truth is we looked at each other and went, this is an impossibility. Because Michael Patrick King runs Two Broke Girls. That's mm-hmm. like 24 episodes a season or 22. Um, he runs it. And I, have, I had more time than Michael because I only did web therapy and Who Do You Think You Are? But we just went, but we had, there's no choice. You have to do it. They're, they're, and if we die, then we die doing it. <laughs> but it has to be done. It has to be done. There's no way to say no. So. How so? Just going back a bit, how many years into Friends did you feel secure? Because I feel like even if you're on a show for a season or two, you're like, ah, but it, you never know. You just don't know. Like, did it take two seasons, three seasons, four seasons where you're like, you know what? I think we're okay for a while. I'm an idiot. So after the first season that summer, when it was no, no, throughout that for when we got picked up for it wasn't the back nine, it was the back eleven. Mm-hmm. I went, oh. 
So we're good for a long time. <laughs> because it wasn't now. I mean, if it were right now, I'd say this means absolutely nothing. And if they had, if right now I was doing a show on a network and they said, we want to pick you up for two years, I'd say, that's great. I'll, you know, when I am here again <laughs> in two years, I'll believe it. Right. Because now is so different. But back then... They weren't canceling things after two episodes. No. You know, they, they, it wasn't as scary. And we had Jim Burroughs and Matthew Perry would ask him like every week, you know, all right, so let's look at the numbers and what does it mean? We're good. We dropped off like three share points from Mad About You. And Jimmy would say, three's good. You stay, if you're, stay within three and it's okay. Wow. So, yeah, we were just sort of like following it and keeping track and, and knew that it was okay. And after that first season, we were on in repeats at 9.30 after Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. And then that's you, when it sort of then you exploded. Know. Yeah, now television just sort of feels like a creepy old guy with a trunk full of shit. And he's just like, what about this? You want that? Okay, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Never mind. Never mind. This, that's this, shit. This. Ah, that was dumb. You don't want this. That's shit. How about this? Oh, you like this? Okay, here's a thousand of this thing. That's like, exactly. That's so exactly creepy. what it feels like. <laughs> that is. It's a, what about, what, do you like this? Do you like it? You don't? Yeah. Okay, wait, I like it. What? Oh, yeah. too late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no, John, we thought that was dumb, too. I thought it was dumb, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I brought that up. That was out. a mistake. You have more confidence. No, 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 no. All right, uh, I'm going to be replaced by another guy, but he's going to do the exact same thing. So good luck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want this? Yeah, it's a, it's that you know to me coming out of the '80s when I the '90s culture to me looking at the '80s was like, oh, the '80s was a very specific decade, and all of the aesthetic of it was now ridiculous to my eyes. But the 90s feels permanent to me. Like, it's never going to... But when you watch some of the old Friends episodes, it's such a time capsule for, like, shoulder pads and sweater vests and pleated pants. It really does... For me, you know what it is? It's the makeup. Is it? I don't know why. It's like, wow, that's, those are dark lips. <laughs> it's like that sort of... It's not wine. It's not coral. It's like a mixture of the two. That at the time, I remember thinking, God, that's the most perfect color. I wish I could pull it off. I mean, never... Why would you ever want any other color? <laughs> and then now... But that's, what, that's what's sort of fun. You were groundlings, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you still, are you still technically a member? Or no. did you give up your... No, no. I let... Uh, you take your picture off the wall that's how you resign so i think it was when i got friends that i took my picture off the wall that was actually i mean for people people should understand some of the politics behind the growlings that's a very selfless thing to do because so you could have held on to that right well three of us did it at the same exact time uh heather morgan Mm -hmm. and patrick bristow and i decided oh yeah you know what i mean my days of writing sketches and Throwing them up there on a Friday late show to see if anyone likes them are over. Yeah. Right. I and mean, I'm really not going to do that anymore. And because, you know, we had been in the Sunday company waiting for people to take their pictures off the wall, and you would only see them every whatever the mandatory thing was once every six months at a late show, and that's how you can stay in. <laughs> and we thought, we're not doing that. There's too many people coming up that are really good, you know? Like, you know, there was, um, I think Will Farrell was already in. And, um, oh, there's so many good people. We just thought, we're not doing that. We're I like to think that, that the way you get into the main company is you have to be there at the exact moment when they pull the picture off and whoever races to the wall and smacks their picture in that spot, <laughs> that's how you get the main company. No, you get voted in. By everyone. It's a unanimous vote, right? Yeah. Well, I, there was a committee. I don't know if it was every ground. I don't remember now, I, but I think there was a committee. It's from hard. the main company. 
that voted. So I remember being on that committee Oof. and voting for people. Do you probably like people you hang out with too because of the theater, right? No, no? I no, it wasn't. I didn't hang out with. Um, I don't remember girl. hanging out with them. But I, I took. You know, I don't know. I paid attention. You know, yeah. to who was there and who. I thought me being in the Groundlings had been a mistake. <laughs> Why? Because I didn't have a lot of crowd-pleaser characters. I loved the stuff I did, and it certainly did appeal to certain people in the audience. And I don't mean certain, like, you know, which is shorthand for a certain type. It doesn't. It's just my <laughs> stuff was kind of subtle, you know, and, and, and I didn't like the extremely broad stuff. So well, it, and and definitely in that. So why are you in the Groundlings? No, I, you know, it's like, I don't like clowns, but I sure hope I get into get clown s- college. You know, that's. I think clowning is dumb, but I got this scarf that just yeah. will never. I can pull it out. But it does have an end. for me it's in that crazy. VW bug. <laughs> I bet you can squeeze one more in there. <laughs> but I mean, the 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 training though. Uh, I mean, did that. That must have helped you with the audition process, like just figuring because the sitcom audition process fucking sucks. Uh, I mean, as I don't know, how long were you auditioning before you? St- I mean, and what was your first job? Job. Oh well, oh well, I don't know. My first audition, I was in the Groundlings program. You know, that's like two years now. It's much longer. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I'm chewing gum, but I have to. Um, <laughs> it's medical gum. It is. It's a Nicorette. Um, we just did a commercial for Nicorette. Oh, damn it. Hope they send me a hey. um, <laughs> Or a case. Or a lifetime supply. <laughs> I just asked for a box. <laughs> just, I mean, you know. And I really hope it's not the f- fruit chill or whatever. That <laughs> fruit like chill. It. Are you a classic Nicorette person? It's mint. Original mint. It's the original well, mint. Well, we're getting off the subject. But right now you're auditioning for a Nicorette commercial. <laughs> yeah. And it's why going great. Why would you great. ever? And why would you want to? <laughs> I love it. I've been chewing it for 11 years. <laughs> That's not a good commercial. Sure wish I could smoke. <laughs> sure wish I could kick nicotine. <laughs> it really helps crave the cravings off of them like 10%. It's so much more nicotine than a cigarette. Anyway. Did Matt Myra just showed up. What? Matt's the no. other guy who's usually on the podcast. Oh, show, I, I was busy get writing out? dick jokes. No, you Lisa, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, move. Chris, you're fired. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. all right. Oh, Is it look? Kyle's like pit crew right now. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very unlike us to start on time. Valvoline. <laughs> all right, here we go. Matt's getting his microphone in. Is that going to work? Does that, oh, what? there I am. Oh, auditioning. Yeah. Do you still care? I do. All right. My, I was in the Groundlings in the, in the program, and one of the Groundlings, Robin Schiff, had written a play, and I was asked to audition for a backer's audition, because other teachers told her, oh, you should audition some Groundlings, and I'll give you the names of the people you should look at. So I got to be on that list. And I got it. I got the job, the role, for the backer's audition. <laughs> <laughs> and it was airhead number one <laughs> or airhead number two sample dialogue um that guy was cute really cute <laughs> oh god i hate throwing up in public uh, me too and it was the uh, me too 
that got me that role. <laughs> <laughs> and that role was Michelle Weinberger. Oh. From Romeo and Michelle. Yeah, which was, Mira um, uh, was on the podcast like two months ago. Oh, yeah. And that movie was, first of all, an amazing movie. That's yeah, such good. a great yeah, movie. Great oh, movie. Yeah. But I don't know if you know this. Oh. I hosted Singled Out, which was the show that Romy and Michelle oh auditioned for, oh. and they tell them that they're too old. Because they're like, you're like 24. Really? Yeah. That was you? Well, I wasn't in the movie, but oh. I hosted the, it was a real show, and oh. I hosted the actual, it was an actual dating show. Oh. <laughs> so I always, I always, and you guys shot that on our actual set. Thank you. Who did they get course. to play you? Who was, who was playing you? <clears throat> Ryan Seacrest. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Not in life, Chris. No, we mean we on the movie. It. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> but uh, but that movie is so that's that's such a classic comic gem that uh, that was one that I always really wanted another one of those. Yeah. Like I want to see those characters again yeah. together. I think yeah. it's on Netflix starting today. Watch, watch, watch. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I saw it on the list of new films oh, on wow. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Watch Romeo yeah. Michelle. It uh, was funny. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Janine's Robin, in it, and she's Janine great. Janine was fantastic, and Justin Theroux. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know. So good. And isn't Alan Cumming like the Alan? tech billionaire who comes yes, together? Yes, and Alan so Cumming. So good. <laughs> it was really great. That was fun. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. In fact, Robin had a great idea for, um, for the next one that we were talking about a long time ago. Romy and Michelle get married. And, I don't know, Disney went, nah. Because <laughs> you play it on a loop On the yeah, ABC family with the, You know, I think the problem with that movie was It was rated R Oh, oh was it? Isn't that insane? Well, there was a lot of real full penetrative sex in the film, right? No No, that's crazy then right. Why would they make what it rated R? Because, because of the number, the number because, of fucks No, because I think fuck off was said twice And that guy And no one wanted to compromise their art And take out a Ironically, that <laughs> even, even dumbass over here who saw it the first time went, "This isn't. This is rated R, really." <laughs> Don't you think that's a mistake? How do we? Well, how do you make it not R? Oh, we'd have to remove one of Janine's fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> well, she would, right? I oh, mean, we're we not asking. People... We're not asking her. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> would it be cool if this movie got a wider release then? Because that would be. It got a wide release, but I don't. <laughs> and it did well. I really don't. I don't know. I think you're right about the rated R thing, though. If it had been like PG-13, which Forget was it. easily achievable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they should. I think they should make another one. But I always thought that you know. Um, no, but I, now what would it be? Mira looks fantastic, by the way. So I think it would not be a problem. No, but I don't know. Romy and Michelle go through get a, divorced. Get divorced. Yeah. I was going to say go through the change. Or it's a no. But, I mean, <laughs> she's too young for that. I think maybe it's uh, another reunion. Like, could it be another reunion? Yeah. Romy and Michelle, another re- like you guys basically go. You would have a reunion. You would yeah, have a high school reunion. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it, we could do the whole thing in the old old makeup. Yeah, from that. <laughs> it would be just. It would be like the end of a league of their own. <laughs> Everyone just uses. I feel like you guys, but I feel like those characters would. I feel like those characters, those characters would. As a matter of fact, I feel like those characters. I'm already writing this in my head. Uh-huh. Those characters would be watching. I feel like the opening scene is watching the end of A League of Their Own <laughs> and then getting really sad about, like, look how old they got. Look how old. How sad. That would be such. 
I, you know, I feel like that's totally something that Netflix would do. Because the guy who runs Netflix, Ted Sarandos, like he has a good eye for... He likes good comedies. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee you, if someone put that bug in his ear... I'm going to email him. That, uh, <laughs> that that's totally... I don't know why they wouldn't do that. They could make a sequel to Romeo and Michelle and just put it on Netflix. Yeah. It's totally doable. Yeah, I All right. agree. I'm going to... This is my goal. For the next year, I'm going to make this happen. I, I hope you just mean for the end of 2014, you're giving yourself one month. <laughs> but this year, my goal. And then, and, and then like, and December January 31st, 31st, I am done. Well, here's oh, a bunch well. of stuff I didn't do this year. Okay. I didn't do that. No, Once but, again, the Romeo and Michelle sequel is off the list. Yeah. <laughs> Every year, you've been trying. But I feel like it should happen. No, but it would be. Well, 2014, I gave it a try. <laughs> I tried. Oh, well. Only I thought of it earlier. Well, you know, yeah. The thing that I... And I promise I'm not just saying that because you're here and I'm not trying to be all bootlicky. But I, the thing that I always loved about your career is that I thought when Friends exploded, you always made the best um, film choices. Like the, most, the, the, the coolest, the most interesting, the best characters. Right, because you didn't see the movies that weren't good. <laughs> but thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I know. I deflect. I shouldn't. I should just no, say, oh, thank you. you. Yeah, I worked really hard and thought a lot about every <laughs> single thing. Did you yeah. though? N- no. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I worked hard. Of course, I worked. Hard. Of course, I worked hard. She turned no, down but, Ed. <laughs> but I read all the. I read the script. <laughs> Are you fidgeting with your gum pack? Uh, oh, oh no, I had my Ed. I had my Ed or two. But I no no because early on. Um, Romy and Michelle was sort of, well, ma- I got to be in Mother. Right. That Albert Brooks. How do you, Albert Brooks? That's yeah. just the luckiest thing in the world. And then um, Romy and Michelle. But when I was doing Romy and Michelle, I got offered this independent film called Clock Watchers. And all I knew mostly was it's Parker Posey and Tony Collette. And I said, well, yeah. Sure. I'm going to be in that cast. And then I read it and went, oh, it's really funny and, qu- and quirky and good. So. Then there, you know, when you would do an independent film, it was sort of like, oh my God, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> and it gets attention and all of that, and and so that led to other independent films, and you know, the next thing I did after that was the Don Roos movie, Opposite mm-hmm. of Sex. Yeah, and you read that script, and it's just, well, of course you're going to do this because it's perfect. It's a perfectly written script. And I didn't even understand the character, but I thought, I'm not going to worry about that. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I figured it out the day. I'm figure it out. I understood every other character except the one I was meant to play. And then it turned out that happens a lot to me, by the way. <laughs> it does, where I understand every other character. I get what it is, and then there's like this blank spot. It's almost too intense. Wow. Like the other the character. And that's how I'm you know that play. you should do that? Yeah. And then how do you figure it out? Oh, by just, you know, reading it through and being the person and you start, you know, I don't know. You just start inhabiting the person. I don't know. I'm crazy. I think there's, I think there's more. I, I think I completely understand why if you're on a show and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you got to hit show. This is that thing that rarely ever happens. Huge opportunities. And then, you know, like representatives, agents, managers, egos probably factor in. It's like, let me tell you something. You're a fucking star. You should be the star of this movie. You should be on a giant billboard. You should be paying, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, of course, people would go, yeah, yeah, of course. And then you take a swing at it. But it's like, it's a real hit or miss. Yeah. Because in the film industry, they kind of, 
treated, I think, sort of like, well, we're taking a gamble on this TV person. And then if it doesn't pay off, they're like, oh, see? Uh, and then you don't really get a lot of other shots after that because in their mind they go, oh, well, that didn't. Yeah. But if you pick cool projects where you can really like show what you can do, I feel like that just leads to more of that. And then that kind of like that feels like right. a better long term plan. But I don't know. I've never been in that position. So maybe I'm talking out of my ass. No, but I think the, the thing is, is that if you can't, I can't be the romantic comedy girl, like the romantic comedy can't. Well, now def- that time has passed. But I'm, you know, even then, I never felt like I don't think I can pull. I can't pull off. I'm just so adorable, <laughs> and you know, I I don't know. I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't know how to pull that off. And and the closest I came to trying was this movie that just completely didn't work called Marcy X. I didn't see it. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh. that's right. What was I my- missed your Ed? <laughs> I missed your Ed. That's right, you didn't. <sighs> Are we gonna see? It? Now we're gonna watch it. But um, well, don't. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, and it just doesn't. That doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Lisa was originally cast as Roz on Frasier, mm-hmm. and then lucky for her, <laughs> went and did Friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, lucky for me. Yeah. I was devastated. When Were I got you really? Fired. Of course. Yeah, I suppose you would be. That, that was Frank. Did they fire you? I'm, only looking, I'm, I'm looking back writers. on it now. Like, yeah. no, those were the best writers in the world. I mean, oh my god. But you know, they originally wanted Perry Gilpin. Yeah. And that's who they had in mind too. And then I just changed their mind for a week. Oh wow! And then they corrected their mistake. <laughs> so how do you find out? Like, do you show up to work and they're like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna." No, you could feel it wasn't going well. Yeah. Even from the table read, it was sort of oh. You show up and your parking spot just has a red X through it, <laughs> <laughs> and your no. trailer's locked. They were very nice too, by the way. Very very nice yeah. about it. I would hope so because that's that's rough. That's a rough bit of news to have to. Yeah, yeah. Were you no, already did... doing Mad About You at that point? No. No, I had been a guest on Mad About You, uh-huh. but not in the role yeah. of the waitress yet. So I was on that show twice, uh-huh. playing two different parts. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Yeah. And then, uh, how do you are are you good with getting knocked down like that? Do you do well, you get I upset so. and then recover? <laughs> I guess I'm pretty good at it because I'm pretty good at it <laughs> because. Um, no, I was definitely very disappointed, and yeah, I was devastated, and. Um, but I ha- I don't – and I did wonder. I did wonder whether you're just one of these people for whom this doesn't work out. Right. Yeah. Uh, you are just – that's yeah. – you know, it's not going to work out. And this is a big sign because this is that show that's going to go forever and oh well. Um, but that only lasted – it was really temporary. You know, it didn't really last that long. Richard Kind. Do you know Richard Kind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I knew him from that one time I was a guest star on Mad About You. And he called up and he said, I just heard what happened. <laughs> and I, I have to say, I don't know how you can get up, get dressed, leave the house. Like something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I don't know. Like how you're breathing, walking, talking. It's too devastating. Jeez. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. Was he me. doing a bit? No. Oh. <laughs> no, he wasn't. But it snapped me out of it because it was. I thought, oh, but I am. I am getting up. I'm actually. I'm walking. 
Right. I'm, yeah. I'm walking. Breathing on my own now. No, but I took walks. Like something inside went, just like take, just take walks. Get out the sun, take walks, go get a chocolate croissant for yourself, and then go back. <laughs> and, um, and, and I just, that sort of snapped me out of it. Not out of it altogether, yeah. but it made me realize, oh, maybe I'm in good, maybe I can to handle this. Because I'm not that, yeah. I'm not that devastated. I mean, I'm not, I'm functioning. Yeah. So maybe that's a good sign. And then Robin Schiff, you know, who I knew from... Before Romy and Michelle, you know, she wrote the play Ladies' Room and Romy and Michelle were characters on that play. That's the part I got cast in for the backers audition for that play. And, um, and she said, you know what, you're talented and I know this is hard to hear and you won't even, might not believe me, but I swear to God when, you know, one door closes, another one opens or, you know, the window and the door, I don't remember. Um, and I went, yeah, all right, thanks <laughs> for that. I mean, I'm listening <laughs> no, that was Frazier's catchphrase. <laughs> but it stayed with it did stay with me. I mean I did hold on to that. And um and just the people that I knew that I thought were really talented who would say, You don't this doesn't mean anything. It's just one of those things that happened. So don't don't let it make you stop. You know, don't. don't <clears throat> well, I think it's. A, but I, that, that is important for people to hear because that thing that you're talking about, where you go, oh, I guess I'm doomed to fail. Like I, there were many points where I felt that too, and a lot of people feel that. But I think it's important to know that it's normal to feel that. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on what how you long? do with it, right? And after how that. long you hold on to it? You can't. You can't. And it's whatever lie gets you through. I say it's fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Well. I mean, you know, a bad opinion is just as real as a good opinion. They're both opinions. So right. you might as well live in the world that has the good opinions. I completely oh, agree. How I see it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, because I, I think a lot of people quit. You know? And that's why it doesn't work out. I mean, and my goal was really, and by work out, I mean support yourself as an actor or as an entertainer. It's not... It's not, you know, getting a huge, massive hit. You know, that part was pure luck. But being able to, you know, have a career and support yourself in, in the field is definitely possible, I think, if you don't quit. Yeah, I mean, Matt yeah. Perry probably had like 10 years of shows that didn't go. Before, and yeah. Guest stars, and by the time Friends came along, he was a television veteran. Yeah, at 24. At 24. Yeah. <laughs> but so many people are like, who's this young, fresh face? Like, he's, he's been around right. for a while. And George Clooney. Yes. Because that was the same year that uh, ER started. Oh, that's right. And he had been on The Facts of Life. Yes, he yeah. was. Like, I think he was probably thrilled to get that recurring role on The <laughs> yeah. Facts of Life. I'm sure he was. But yeah, he was in a million pilots. What, did you walk into NBC at that point and just have to walk around piles of money? Because they had ER and Frasier and Friends and well, Seinfeld. They had must-see TV, like fucking Thursday nights. Yeah. Was, Thursday nights was a juggernaut. And you have to keep in mind... That Friends was coming out of like Cheers, yes, like oh right, right. you know right. Cheers and uh, Cheers Night Court maybe yeah. Night Court in the eighty like night like their th- Thursdays on NBC was established uh, was a yeah. a formidable television juggernaut yeah and you know it, it was, was the Cosby Show NBC too it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosby Show Cheers. was NBC it's like yeah. so it it really. There was a there was a long standing tradition and Seinfeld like of Thursday nights. Yeah, and Mad there. About You, which yeah. was yeah. I was so thrilled huge. to be on that show. It was huge and and so like beautifully written. It was so good. Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah, uh, it was good. 
And it was a little different. Yeah. You know, and then they'd have like, you know, a, a 10, 12 page scene. Yeah. On that show. They just didn't stop. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was a good, it was a really great time for the sitcom, which has fallen into some, the sitcom has fallen into some hard times. I, I mean, I feel like if I were going to do a comedy, I would want it to be like yours, where it's it's just more of a, it's not that, that, that four camera format. It just, it seems like it's so hard to crack now because it's been done so right. much. How do you surprise people? Yeah. yeah. With what you're doing. Guys. A fifth camera. Whoa. What? What if we you, did that? What if no. we did you think that? Like on a drone, just going around. Yeah, the just flying everywhere. I think in the back, like you see it. The whole, you see one camera, and then you see the POV of that camera, and you see the other four cameras. Oh, like a like Larry Sanders show, mm-hmm. where they would start. Remember the Larry Sanders? Yeah. That was so good. Or it's <laughs> the Gary Shandling show. It's the Gary Shandling show. It was great. Oh my god. Yeah. Is that a, are like, those on DVD? Uh, yes. They, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. Like oh two years ago, they got released. DVD, yeah. but you mean you can't just put on a computer and watch it? You could. Okay. Yeah, you just could like do that. Just put on a computer? If you put your... <laughs> just wear it. Just put on. Yeah. I mean, put... <laughs> I'm wearing the Gary Shandling show. Yeah. Oh, what about the day we can wear computers? <laughs> yes. Won't that be we're great? Ha- what about the day we are computers, where we're just bionic? No, I don't want that. No, I don't want How did that cross the line? Take it easy, Kraftwerk. Because then we're not... <laughs> I Boop. am a robot. E R E R. Jody, you should just leave now. Like that was a, you, that, that's you spiked the ball. I know. Now what are you like gonna that. say? I'm not gonna say anything. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, smart. it's better. Smart. But uh, I mean, <laughs> at that time, you know, it, the, you you guys had audiences of it must have been like 20 30 million people a week or something crazy like 20 that. something yeah that's Every so week. nuts nuts and at the time i remember that at our table reads you'd see the network people in studio sitting around going remember when we see how like 40 million <laughs> and we'd be like oh sorry <laughs> sorry we're making you all this money yeah <laughs> sorry there are more no, channels I, but they, yes but it was like one more channel or yeah. you know and yeah. hbo or i don't know what the competition <laughs> was or people just weren't i don't know yeah. but i remember them saying remember uh, mash 50 million people <laughs> those were the wow, days those were the days god i don't know how any of you make any money now <laughs> and now it's like you know you can get canceled because you didn't get to two million yeah. people in the right demographic you only had 1.6 and we need two and then they're celebrating wow. you know four yeah four yeah, is yeah, a four huge... million people between 18 and 39 watching it's like well Mash had 40. What's Mash? Oh, God. But you know what I don't understand about the 18 to 39? Mm. Why advertisers love them? They don't have money. They can't buy anything. (laughs) But they are dumb enough to buy anyway because they're so young. Is that why? Yeah, they'll buy anyway. Is that why? I guess so. Because then by the time you're like 40, 50, you know better than to spend when you don't have it. That's right. Well, I think it's probably... Well, you know, I don't know now, actually, because we're not really... I mean, the Gen Xers were the children of the baby boomers, and so there were a lot of Gen Xers. But now the millennials, I feel like not as many people are having babies anymore, so I don't know how... But they still love the 18 to 34 audience. Yeah, they do just spend money. Well, they don't need to because of that Duggar family. (laughs) (laughs) They're having kids for everyone. Yeah, that's where the nest of white people is. That must be stopped. 
Um, but it, well, uh, I don't believe in stopping anybody. <laughs> no, we have to stop them. The government needs to step in and sterilize that family. That, that's a weird, fucked no, up no, human if we're pyramid being scheme. No, I say no. no to that. Okay, <laughs> you're shaking your head though. Like, does that mean the? No, no, I should no. I say no to that. That's not right. But w- when the show became popular, with all of the like, all the weird like, who's got the hairstyles and what's the? Was that? comical to you or did you think it was dumb or like well i guess this is a necessary evil to all of it it keeps the people interested in the show or what what is but that it was still a time it was still part of that time where um yeah there was it was all sort of i don't know how else to call it other than macguffin you know where yeah. like there's just this sort of manufactured let's pretend to be interested in this yeah, yeah, you know, and so we'll just capitalize on this thing. Where it's all invented anyway. Now everything's a little more honest, I think. I mean, I, I would be lying if I were to say that at the beginning of every new season, I wasn't someone who was like, I wonder what they're going to be wearing. Like you, it really like that show set so much of the trends for the generation of people who watched yeah, it. I guess did that does that head trippy? I mean, do you how how do you feel normal? And all that. Well, because, I mean, I think the lucky thing for us is that there were six of us going through the same thing at the same time, you know, for, for a lot of it, um, especially when it was starting, you mm-hmm. know. And, yeah, the hair thing, I know for Jennifer, that was like, what, really? Because I got a haircut? <laughs> That's the one thing everyone's going to notice? Because she's a fantastic actress. She's really, really funny. Really, yeah. really funny and effortless. Almost like you barely notice, you know? Yeah. And so it was a little, I think I stay away from the hair thing, right? Like I don't do that. <laughs> and I, uh-huh. I this, this to me is just really funny. And I was like, hey, Lisa, do you want to do um, TV Guide? Wants to put you on the cover. Really? Me? The cover of TV Guide? Okay. <laughs> How fun. And then it's the hair issue. <laughs> like, <I'm> Jennifer. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just hold it out. How stupid! Like, no, I, I wasn't told absolutely every part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so funny about I think you know when you're a young performer and you're like, oh my god, I want this thing, and if I have that thing, it's super black and white, and when I get that, then everything's gonna be rad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then you yeah. start getting into all the granular stuff of like, okay, I don't want to be not appreciative. This is very cool, right? But all this other weird, this is just like the weird things you don't know you have to navigate. Right. That it, almost all of it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> At all. Right. Or, the, or your performance or... Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but um, I think a chunk of it, I mean, under, I, I maybe just because I was in it, it's wishful thinking. But I think underneath it all, it was our performances. Of course. That did, you know, sort of enhance the writing and, and you know, make the show. As good as it was. So, no one has to agree. No, I but, do. No, no, you're all really quiet. No. But, um, but, <laughs> but I think, um, I don't know. I got so devastated. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, but I think. Uh, no, I th- but I forgot what I was saying. You were saying that it is the performances and it is the, the chemistry of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is there. But, but what I was going to, what I was trying to head into was. I personally was really lucky to have gotten therapy already a few years before ah. that. 
Okay. Uh-huh. And so, thank God, because before that, I really did think and didn't see anything wrong with this thinking, which was, no, no, I will like myself when I become successful and other people like what I do. And that's when I know that it'll be okay to like myself. Right. Oh, wow. And didn't even think twice about whether that's healthy, okay, or, yeah. or really Where do you think bad. that comes from? Because it's not, it's completely not uncommon. Right. I is, know. Is that just... You know, we're young and un- are we unpopular when we're young? And so we're like, oh, this is what validates you. Or we- yeah, I mean, I think we definitely, I, definitely in adolescence. I mean, the whole point of adolescence is sort of social cues and learning how to be a social animal for the first time. And so, you know, the cues you get off of other people about you, how you're reflected in your society becomes sort of what, like your brain becomes really like sensitive to and this like heightened awareness of, I think. And so, yeah, that to me is almost a scar that you have to work really hard (laughs) to heal from because, I mean, it's sort of like mandatory brain development, but on the other hand, it's a big injury, I think. Yeah. And, and especially if you live in your head a lot, then you just keep sort of circling it. Yes. A, a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot. And then that spins off in another in a lot of other directions. And it's like, how do I I think I think the idea I think we don't learn how to get at the root of an emotional problem. Right. We spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to put band-aids. Like, oh I'll just this'll fix, this'll fit. Rather than like, oh, I should probably figure out why I'm uncomfortable around other people or mm-hmm. why, I, why I feel like I need to put a Band-Aid on that rather right, than... Right. Just, but we don't, get those, we don't get those tools. And it feels like, as a culture, maybe that should be available to kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's not okay that you think you need a drink in right. order to get along right. with people and be comfortable. Right. right. You, you, it's not the drink. It's in there already. Well, you're really, that's, that's really cool that you were able to have that going into. Not that I was drinking, by the way. No. (laughs) For the record, I only started that now. Because I feel by now I'm mature You figured it out. Yeah, you got it covered. Yeah. You you know, then was bad, but now it's totally sweet. Yeah, it's not, it's not a slippery slope (laughs) now. But, (laughs) but, but, but I could see where it would be a crushing blow when you first have success and people are saying, hey, I like what you do and I like that thing, and you realize, oh, it has nothing to do with me, and it turns on a dime. Sure. I mean, that's the part I think that can be really tricky because it's all fun when everyone's applauding, and then once that stops and it turns into, wait, why'd you, wait, I, why'd you just do that? Right. Like, what just happened, and you did that, and I don't like it a lot. And, <laughs> and I think that could be the crushing blow. So what, what do you think is the... Do you, do you think the way to navigate around that is just, well, the business has ebbs and flows, and, and, and just when that period does happen, yeah. not to get to, like, everything's ruined again. Yes. I, look, because... Like I was saying, the six of us were going through this together, and we did have a backlash after, I don't know if it was the second or third season. I know it had something to do with a Diet Coke commercial, and, (laughs) you know, then it was, 
Jesus, these people, it's too much. Everywhere you turn, you see that you hear that fucking song and you see these people and we're tired of them and who do they think they are? Oh, enough of you and your show is stupid and, you know, not your show is stupid. And so we, you know, we saw each other every day. So we would say, what's going on? What happened? And we just went, you know what? We just need to, we're here to do this show. Let's just put all of our focus and energy on this show. And that's what the writers are doing, and that's what we'll do, and that's all we have to do. And just forget everything else. Stay off the Internet. Just don't pay attention to that stuff, and we'll just focus on what we do because that's all we can do. And it worked. You just sort of, you know, you didn't engage in all of that. And then, yeah, they came back around. Yeah, I mean, it really – it's amazing how many times you think it's doomsday – but if you just wait two days or a week, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, people are freaking out about something else now that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's and they're just big... opinions, too. Yeah. You know, and I think if, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think anyone really expects you to um, take them too seriously anyway. Right. You know? Yeah. I can imagine people would be like, oh, why'd you stop... Like, why'd you stop what you do? I didn't mean that. I just meant... I just wanted to shit on you for a second. For a second. I mean, you seem like you can handle it. Everything's going really well. Well, here's, here's, here's what I'm starting just to... keep it chat. Here's what I think about, uh, like, why, you know, the power of social media, I think it's powerful in a different way than people perceive it to be. Yeah. But I don't believe, you know, Twitter is such a snapshot of, uh, of an emotion. Mm-hmm. That I think it's sort of like, you know, if, if you're in your car and you're yelling at people in traffic, oh, this fucking guy, this piece of shit, look at that shit, get that fucking thing. And then if someone asks you a day later, like, what were you yelling about in traffic yesterday? You go, what? Oh, I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. And so I think Twitter is like that for people. It just so happens that you can now have the ability to see inside someone's car. It's not it just so happens. It's you're consci- consciously broadcasting yourself. I mean, you're publishing yourself. But yeah. I don't think people yeah. think of it. I think they just most people just think of it as just like sh- running outside and shouting into the wind and that it right. doesn't really have any effect on anything. But I think a lot of times. I think times, learning, No. I do. I think. I think people are sort of learning that. Oh, it's yeah, all right. Someone's actually reading it. Yeah, yeah. Someone picked it up and they're Feelings reading it. Feelings exist, which is cool. But I just think I think it's such a I think it's such mean. a snapshot of a moment that that two days later, those people either don't feel that way anymore or just needed to get something out. Yeah. But you, but because you can see it cemented in text, you're like, this is how they feel all the time, and this is permanent, yeah. and it's. It's recognizing the um, impermanence mm-hmm. uh, of uh, social media yeah. emotional response. Yeah. It's not two days later, sort of like you said with the wave that you guys went through. It's like, oh, then they were fine. Right. And we kind of <laughs> laid low a little. I mean, because, you know, networks, everyone gets panicked over, someone make an appearance somewhere <laughs> and let people know when the show is on. And it's like, I think people know. So if we did have to, and you also... It's hard to say no to the people writing you checks, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, you'd go on a show, and then Matthew Perry was the first to make the joke, like, yeah, we thought we need to get the word out that the show <laughs> is on. Just insane. And yeah. it's, it's funny to me that most people will be uh, sort of anti-corporate until it comes time for, like, actors to renegotiate their contracts on a show. And the people are like, 
why you gotta pay them so much money? And you're like, well, because they're generating a hundred times that for a giant court. That money's not going to go to an orphanage otherwise. Right. You know, but like- it's also it's but it's also these companies. They're really good at certain business decisions. Right. I think we could just agree yeah. on that, right? Yeah. So they wouldn't pay if they couldn't. Right. <laughs> right. If it wasn't worth it to them. It's not going to break the yeah. Then they yeah. wouldn't pay the Big Bang Theory cast. Right. Right? Yeah. But it's worth it to them because it's not just that show. That show is part of a package that sells foreign. That show, you know, brings viewers to other shows that night or promos they can see for the rest of the week on that network. It's a, it's incredibly value in all these other way, valuable in all these. I, other I think ways. it would be a much different. I think it, I think it's sort of an unfair one sided um, presentation of because you're not getting all the facts. It was like. Yes, they're paying, but what the company is making is this, right. you know? And then I think people would go, oh, yeah, I would probably want that too if I was the face of a thing that yeah. was generate, helping to generate that. It's, it's just more of a profit share of the thing that you're Yeah, that, that you're you've earning. been a part of. Yeah. So, yeah, and then also for an actor, you know, I think also it's the same with athletes. You don't know when you're going to work again after this. So that's part of the deal is you make as much as you can right? while you can. Because some of it is back pay for all the years you weren't working, and some of it is <laughs> forward pay because you have no idea. You have no idea. Once it's all, what's coming. Once yeah. it's all done. Yeah. Was there a certain point at the show where you were like, I think I'm d- I feel ready to not do this anymore for a while, or did you, did you, would you have wanted it to keep going? I, had, I went back and forth. I've had moments, you know, when I was... If I was doing a film while doing the show, and no, I always loved the show, yeah. and we all did. I mean, we'd come back from doing a movie and just say, "Okay, that's for the birds." <laughs> that's <laughs> that, that schedule's ridiculous. That's oh, yeah. ridiculous. You're a sweet Compared ten to five. To, this is crazy, <laughs> and you all are fun. <laughs> and those other people <laughs> are fun too, but <laughs> fun this, in this a became different like way. Family though, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um. But we no, we all really liked it a lot. But we had decided as a group that when you know, if any of us decided we didn't want to do it anymore, then we were done as a group. And I think the writers were also starting to wonder: all right, how many more years do we keep Ross and Rachel from getting together? <laughs> and how? Why are they not together? <laughs> you know, I think they were getting a little <laughs> like, oh, are you guys done? Do you think you're done? Are you done? Okay. Sure. No, no, we'll just, we don't have the choice. You will, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. It just, thank God it ended because, um, not thank God because it was a drudgery. It wasn't. But there's a part of me that loves a schedule and I like knowing what's happening tomorrow and the money was really good. Yeah. And, you know, I... Part of me would have stayed until, you know, the hook came, you know, until we were all, you know, doing really bad jokes and no one wanted to stay. None of the original writers would stay. And I don't know. I don't know. It was a really good thing. Do you, do you guys ever talk about, like, we should just do one weird thing together? Or is it just impossible to wrangle everyone? It's really hard to wrangle everyone. We've tried. We tried for the... Um, you know, the anniversary of, I don't know, I feel like there were two in a row just recently. But I think the most recent one was the debut of the show. Mm-hmm. And we were all on the same email 
which was <laughs> the first, that's the closest you get to all of us being in the same room. <laughs> Just because everyone, you know, no, we don't all live in L.A. And, you know, everyone's working in different places and doing different things. And we actually really tried to all get together for a dinner. Oh. Just us. Yeah. And celebrate the you know debut twenty years ago. I don't so, think, and I, it didn't work out. I bet well, Schwimmer yeah. ruined it. We couldn't do it. There's no way you'd be able to. I mean, that would you'd you'd have to do a private dinner at someone's house because if you all went to a restaurant together, it would, would it would insane. melt the internet. Well, unless you went to Olive Garden because you're family. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Because no one would no expect one. you guys. No one would expect if you guys went to a, like an Applebee's. No one. Just the friends cast at Applebee's? No. Why would they do well, that? Well, I mean, it is your neighborhood bar and grill. But <laughs> it's actually a neighborhood grill and bar. Oh, thank yeah, you, Jonah. They like to focus on the food. Uh, but it is it, that is that is a nice idea, and I think it's nice it's nice to hear that that you guys really were actually pals, like in in the show, and that yeah. you were all that you were all in it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the other thing. It's you know. I really admired the other my other castmates who went on to do other shows because I felt like this was a big commitment, you know, relationship wise. I don't know if I could do that again with other people, you yeah. know. Not that that would be required, but that is what we did <laughs> for this. We definitely, you know, played poker like that first season. Jimmy Burroughs gave up his office or his you know big dressing room so we could all sit around a table and bond. And, wow, that's yeah. Cool. And we did. We really, that was part of the, the job, but we all were, that's what we all decided was a priority. And even my now husband, we got engaged in the middle of shooting the first season. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And he, you know, there'd be a trip or two or something. It's like, I think they just want the cast, though. And he'd say, then do it. Go. <laughs> I'm fine. Go. That's important. Do you think are, do you think you're good at being a famous person, or do you not like that part? What what's good at being a famous? I don't know. Person? I'm just not like, that famous. No, but I mean, I mean, in terms of, I think I'm excellent at it because I I'm not. <laughs> so to me, that's success. No, I, I you are, and I think there's a certain skill set to it. Like there's a there's a certain skill set to the business of being able to manage that. That's that goes beyond just the showing up to work and you know like you still have weird responsibilities like what like people you get nervous i'm shirking those what Am I forgetting now that i hear well there's example. a new store general store opening on main street you have to go cut the ribbon lisa get over there no <laughs> what do you mean i mean at the time you there must have been shit that you responsibilities that you had you have to do uh, award shows show up to things make appearances on things you can't walk down the street because everyone knows who you are and they're they're prying into your private life and they're it's like all the weird shit that comes with something of that magnitude that you you know you did have therapy going into it but still you can't fully be prepared for that stuff no you can't i mean the first time we left a photo shoot all six of us and there were paparazzi out in the parking lot waiting for us and screaming you know we didn't know that they don't just you know shout lovingly <laughs> Look over here. <laughs> right. We didn't know that. And so um, that was really alarming and scary. And I don't like crowds or swarms of anything already. Mm. <laughs> so that was almost. Didn't Matt Perry date Julia Roberts for a while? Like, yeah. that was a weird. Like, all of a sudden he's in fucking tabloids, like, kissing Julia Roberts in a parking lot. Yeah. 
which I'm sure was well, fun. Wouldn't you? I mean, yes, no, of course. I'm not saying it's <laughs> given not, the opportunity. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's not a delightful thing, but it's just that that idea of like, oh, that's weird. That's me. In a ma- this was just a thing that happened in my life, and now it's a moment that everyone is focusing on under a microscope. Yeah, I mean, I think not used to it, but it was. It wasn't. Um, I don't think it was such a shock by that point. You know that if you know they were in outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> there could have been a photographer. I'm not saying anyone. I don't mean it's now I'm, it's sounding like they planned it and I don't think they did at all. Right. But it was it's it was sort of like shit. Look, ugh, we thought there was no one there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh well. And then it's oh well. It's like yeah. what what were you doing? Yeah. Maybe just like me- by today's standards. It's like, well, you were just that's okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Not, single. Yeah. And yeah. That's all it's right. Not weird. That's okay. People well, consenting adults, that's totally fine. Yeah. That seems okay, but you know, I think if you want absolute privacy, then you need to be absolutely indoors. Right. You know, in your own home. I'm convinced that there's an underground tunnel system that the top uh, 0.01% of the Hollywood uses to get from place to place. That there's basically a habit trail, a subterranean habit trail that's used. Maybe, I don't know. Is that why there's not more of a subway? Because it would interfere? <laughs> it would interfere with Charlie Chaplin's tunnel he had built. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they built That's where they hid Fatty Arbuckle for years. <laughs> oh, poor Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> but I think it is tricky. I don't think they can just go out, you know. I think there's a lot of sort of arranging and managing yeah. And, yeah. and staff yeah. to get those people. Do you find, you know, do you find that you will just, like, you'll go around and grab a coffee, no problem? and just Yeah, you know, no problem. Yeah. No, I don't have a problem. I think in general, though... And I don't go out a lot. Yeah, okay. And then there's that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, no, I don't... I, yeah. It's not really... It's not really a problem. You know, the other thing is, if you can stay as dull as possible then you're not going to be bugged too much. Right. Because if you're not doing anything, no, you know, yeah. that's a noteworthy. Lisa Kudrow was drag racing Bugattis with Justin Bieber. Yeah, like, what, I do, what I do remember about... Making out with Justin Oh, how gross. I'm sorry, Justin Bieber. No, no, no. Listen, he, you would be a win for that kid. No. <laughs> Up in Calabasas. Uh, but the, what I, one thing I remember about Lisa, for, for some reason I was watching Late Night... And uh, you're on, and you were just, for some reason, this is stuck in my head for, it's got to be 17 years now. Oh. Your husband loved Baby's Day Out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and that, for some reason, tickled me to no end. <laughs> was that, the, was that, that was, that was John Hughes, right? John Hughes and Christopher Columbus. Oh, it was? Yes. Oh, then that's yeah. a good, that, that was, was a good that, call, that, Michelle. That, that was their was, follow-up after Home Alone. <laughs> that was that, yeah. That was, it that, was? That, and that one didn't do, as Baby's Day Out did not do as well. No. No. <laughs> But your husband loved Baby's Day Out. He did. Still, made still like it? It made him laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that, that is in he... my brain? Like that information you're able to confirm it after in all this time. Brain. I know. Yeah, your husband he's, loved Baby's Day Out. He's not a fan of my work. That's <laughs> 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 just that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you guys? Do you relate to people with comedy? Like, do you need, do your friends and do your relationships need to have, like, a little bit of no. riffy? No? No. So you can, you can leave comedy at work? Yeah. I mean, that might seem like a weird question, but to comedians, it generally doesn't turn off. No, it's I know. It's just, like, super riffy. And- I know, because, yeah, and I was a groundling. 
Yeah. So everything was a bit. Yeah. And um, for me, it just gets exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's not just having fun, it becomes a competition. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think with like stand-ups, it's a competition. Yeah. And, and so that's not, that wouldn't be fun because I am really competitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys play, uh, do you do game nights or are you too competitive? For no, that? we used to. Yeah, I'm very, I'm competitive and I can get mean. <laughs> and I have to really control myself. Lisa got really serious during charades. Like she got really mad. I don't think I'm a dumb shit just because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd she call me a fucking dumbass? That was we were, harsh. We were having fun. I thought we were having fun. We were having fun. She slammed the door, shattered the glass in the door. Like I don't. When she stormed out. No, I wouldn't do that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No, I get. I had to really work on like keeping that in check. What do you what do you do for what do you do for fun? Watch TV. Yeah, what do you like? What are you watching? Well, um <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, a whole range a whole range of things, you know? A whole range of things um from Oh dear. You're watching Chopped, you're watching What? No. No. HGTV, you're watching No, no, no. No. Okay, so right now I'm so sorry it's over the Skip Gates genealogy show. Oh, finding yeah. your roots because we do who do you think you are and so I like that whole subject and, mm-hmm. and oh I, I love that I love his show too yeah <laughs> is, there, is there a type of show you'd want to do would you want to host something no thanks no you don't want to no what you could <laughs> chit chat a chit chat I don't think I could do that but you're doing it now and you're doing great but you're in charge sort of <laughs> no thank you okay. and I only have to do it this one time okay with you right but you have to do it all the time with a lot of people. I guess that's true. I don't no. want to. Thanks. No, no. Oh, I don't think I could do that. Oh, no. No. I don't think I could do that. All right. So that we won't try to get made. But the other <laughs> one is definitely going to get made. Oh, how did you... You know, I... Uh, in ni- I guess it was 98 or 99, I hosted a um, thing at UCLA where they had a pre they would show pre screened movies for college audiences oh. and then link them all up with a bunch of other colleges and do a Q&A with the cast. And I feel like you were there at this, but it was for Analyze This. Oh, really? Which uh, was great. Yeah. You- that was good. So. As you're sort of leapfrogging through all these films, was were, when it was like, oh, you're going to be in this movie with Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal and Harold Ramis is going to direct it. Right. Did that freak you out or did you feel like, oh, you know, I feel totally, this is within the realm of stuff that I do and I feel totally comfortable with it? I, was, I wasn't in the right, um, my, I had just given birth. <laughs> my brain wasn't working <laughs> and my agent had actually been talking to them working on this for a long time and um, huh. I gave birth to my son and 10 days later I had to be on like Jay Leno because oh Opposite of Sex had come out and he I think was letting them know see didn't you see her she's fine I mean she's fine and she can do it and he said so go in and meet with them because, you know, you would work. I said, but when would this work? And it's in New York and Miami. But when would this work? Because I just had my baby. I can't. Well, let me see. Like July. And it was May. And I went, oh, okay. That's six weeks. I have six weeks to recover. That's fine. That should be fine. Yes, I'll go in and I'll meet. And I meet with Billy Crystal and Harold Ramis. And we talk about it. And Billy's like, but you just had your baby. I mean, you're going to be able to do this? And I said, yeah. I said, all right. I said, yeah. When do you start? He's like, well, we start on Thursday. 
And I said, you do? Oh, my God, you start very soon. <laughs> Thinking you start very soon. I don't show up till July, but I didn't say that. Uh. <laughs> and he said, right. And I said, yeah. He's like, but you're okay? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> it was nice to meet you. And uh, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. Goodbye. And then I got the call saying, yeah, yeah, so they want you to do this. And so Thursday you have to go to New York. Mm. Not me, though. My son is two weeks old. And I'm not, my in-laws are here from France. My anniversary dinner is, what, Friday. <coughs> this, is, this, isn't, this isn't working out. Wow. And Jeez. everyone sat me down, including my parents, my husband's parents, my husband. <laughs> and the everyone. baby. And you the baby it. and the yeah, two weeks It's Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> Harold Ramis is directing. And you have to do this, and the baby's not going to know. Your husband's like, this could be the next baby's day out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but he he just said, you can do it. Um, It was the in-laws and my parents are like, oh, you have to do it. And my husband was more like, we'll make it work. You know, we'll get the baby nurse can go with you and it'll be okay. It'll be okay. (laughs) I apologize for repeating the story on the podcast, but I think I said this when Billy Crystal was on. But it was... um, I missed the last third of the movie because I had to go backstage and get ready. Uh-huh. And Hell Ramos goes, "Did you see?" And I'm super freaked out because <laughs> I was the, the like there was not a bigger Ghostbusters SCTV uh, Caddyshack. Yeah. I mean, like everything he did was Groundhog Day was a part of my youth and what sort of molded my comic sensibilities were from that guy. Uh, I know Bill Murray is also in that pantheon and he gets a lot of credit. Harold wasn't as public a figure, but he deserves right. oh my every God. bit as much yeah. credit. And so, Didn't he write it? He did. Yeah. And so uh, so backstage, he was like, and I'm super freaked out because it's Harold Ramis. He was like, did you see the movie? And I go, well, I only saw like two thirds of it because I had to come back here. And he was like, what was the last thing you saw? And I told him, he was like, okay. And he fucking explains, like, acts out the last third of the movie. And then, uh, and then De Niro does this, and then Billy Crystal's character, and then he smacks the guy. Like, he fucking... And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know how to... Like, how do I preserve this moment in my head? Yeah. It was one of the most incredible... I mean, was he, was he every bit as much that guy to work with? Yeah, fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah, fantastic. Just... And also so understanding that because I just had the baby and, you know, oh, look at your baby so cute. And, you know, two months. He was like four weeks old by the time <laughs> <laughs> we were in Miami. And, yeah. And, and but it's, yeah, he was just great. And and I don't know. I, he, yeah, he was just he was great. He was great. Did you have uh, what I've heard referred to as mommy brain, yeah. which is you're super scattered? Yeah, super scattered. Super scattered. Couldn't, yeah, I couldn't make any decisions at all. I really had no idea what, which way's up or down. And, um, you know, there's this baby nurse taking care of my baby, which is really off-putting. Because every instinct you have, you know, is to not ever leave its side. Why is that woman putting her hands on my baby? Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's almost sleeping with you. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but you need to sleep and you need to... I don't like <laughs> it was really tricky. And my parents came with me to Miami. Thank God. Oh, that's oh, nice. Really nice. That was really, really nice. Yeah, it was just it was hard, you know. And then it's boiling hot in Miami in mm-hmm. July too. So the baby couldn't leave the room. 
until 5.30 when it was like only 80. Because that's happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was really hard. It was really hard. It was hard. I couldn't um, like just loosen up and I don't know. I don't know. Well, now that must... So I think I could have done better. So, <laughs> <laughs> the movie worked out great. So I think It, it was great. Worked. Yeah, luckily, yeah. it was about Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal. Luckily, luckily, <laughs> that's what the focus of the movie was. Yeah, but, you, but, just... you, but your character was strong in that, in that movie. I mean, like you... She you... screamed. I mean, it wasn't... That was terrifying. It's like, okay, so you're going to walk into that hotel room and scream at Robert De Niro. I mean, I know he's playing a character, and that's who you <laughs> should be thinking about. That's who you're screaming at, but... And I had this new assistant who, I don't know why, but she was standing right in front of me while I'm waiting to hear action in the hotel corridor. And she's looking at me and she smiles. She goes, are you nervous? (laughs) (laughs) You should be. It's a real big deal. Okay, she'll be quiet now. Because I heard they didn't really want you. (laughs) Um, They wanted Perry Gilpin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they, but that, but that read when you scream at him and you're like, you've got problems. Like I, I remember, I remember that as much as I remember any other part of Mm -hmm. that movie. Because your character has to be strong because he has to be in the middle of his new wife and this yeah. gangster. Yeah. So And she's screaming at the gangster. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I remember is that I won um, like a Teen Choice Award, Best Hissy Fit. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. oh, nice. From, did, did they dump slime on you from Nickelodeon? Was it the, no. No, they didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's, so, the, that's the Nick Choice Awards. Oh, the Nick Choice Awards, it's not the, the Teen Choice Awards. This is the Teen, Teen. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. But I did ask because I got confused too. Okay, good. Like, good. they're going to dump slime on me for that, <laughs> and I have to be like excited and good-natured about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah. This is going to take hours to get It's out. all just fun. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So that must mean that your son is about 15, 16 now? 16. Wow. Yeah. Does he ha- have an understanding of what that show was, of what your show was, and like as part of, like, does he understand? I think somewhat, yes. I mean, I think he knows from other people that it's a big deal. Um, but I don't know if he can fully understand because he's not outside enough of it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. But he likes making a joke about... Because um, I won an Emmy right after I gave birth to him. Mm-hmm. And I won it for an episode where I was so pregnant and I, I couldn't remember any of my lines and I was on the phone and they were all supposed to be in England and um, I couldn't remember any of my lines because there was no one to act with. Right. I was just on the phone and I won an Emmy for that one. Where <laughs> <laughs> they had to I'd say the line, and then I'm... Okay, say the line. <laughs> <laughs> say the line. And I won an Emmy. <laughs> so my son will say, I think I actually deserve that Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's very true. Because I was there. Or every time you're on the phone, would he say, like, another Emmy-winning performance? <laughs> another... Anytime I forget my lines. That that's right. Well... Yes. Those those moments where you can't be with the rest of the cast are like she's gone away, but let's get her on the show and she's on the phone, right? Because we all have appeared in every episode. You, you appeared in every. You had we, to appear in each every... of us have appeared in every episode. Oh wow! Oh my god! Yeah. So if any of us were out shooting a movie, then we'd have to do you know reshoots or pre-shoots and yeah. That's kind of cool. Oh, it was very cool of everyone. Everyone. I mean, the rest of the cast for each other and the studio and the network, the producers. Very cool. Wow. How many episodes was that? That had to be at least 
two something. Two, I don't know, like two hundred. Well, two forty, I guess, because twenty four episodes times ten. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. that's a lot. Well, well, this was this was fun. An hour. That's right. We did it. That's, <laughs> that's exactly. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> this is our hour. Um, we're gonna. You'll get the bill. Okay. And then, um, Thank you. But uh, the comeback is on now on HBO. I think it started November 9th. If yes, I'm it not did. Mistaken. So, which basically now just means you can just watch it whenever you feel like it. That's right. On the HBO Go. I was watching the Golden Globes episode yesterday. Yeah, oh, good. It's really great. It's a great show. Number it's three a is show. a big, big one. Oh, do they package oh, it on the? Do you know if they package it together with the the original series? It's like watch this and then this. Like how are they? How are they? Well, on HBO Go. Yeah, they're both available. Yeah, they're both on. They're HBO both Go. available. Yeah. But I think some people are just deciding. Oh, I think I want to rewatch the first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Which? What do you mean? They should do that, right? They should watch the first season first. You could do that. I mean, it's not a. I don't think it's a bad yeah, you time. Actually, you, you don't, don't need uh, to. You don't need yeah. to. You, you can don't need hop to. right in, but yeah. you'll get more jokes, obviously, if you watch the yeah. first. You'll understand. Right, but you're not left out in the cold. Yeah. If you just start with this season, but That's we just had episode four, and next week is episode five, which is, I think, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. and there are eight episodes in the eight. in the run. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then, do, are, is this something that you guys might do more of if they wanted to, or did you go in with the understanding of like, ah, let's just yeah. do this one? Well, we started with the understanding of, so we're just doing this, and that's yeah. fine, and then we'll see. And so now we're talking about if we do more, what would those be like? Yeah. So we'll see. So as we're wrapping this up, what, is your, what do you think is your favorite thing that you've done? Can you think of one thing that's like your favorite thing that you've gotten to do? The comeback. Is, is this your favorite thing? Yeah. Why? Because I just can't. I don't. Oh, boy. I, it, there, there's so many different layers to it, I think. And the character is so perfectly... Everything. A decent person, but annoying and stupid at times and really full of herself. And there's just so much in there that it's so fun to play. And then you never know where the camera is, so you just have to be totally committed every second, every actor on set does, because you have no idea what the camera's picking up. So you just have to exist. (laughs) The combination, I think think a a great character combination is... A character who is full of themselves but has good intentions. Yeah, because it's all everything's always going to be fired through that lens of yeah them being full of themselves, even though they really do want everyone to be happy. Right. Yeah, but I mean, but her good intentions are mostly for herself yeah. to right. get back in the spotlight, <laughs> you know. But she's a decent person. Yeah. You know, she really is yeah. a decent person. You're not sure she's limited in how much she can care about other people, but that's, we're testing those limits this season. So, (laughs) well, it was really great to meet you and thank you for coming on. Thank you. um, Are you on any social media at all? Or do you stay away from all that? No, I am. I mean, I am. I am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I don't know if I'm on Instagram. I've seen my name, Mm -hmm. but I have to ask if I was, if that's, if that's actually me, I don't think it is. No, no, I mean I do. We we're on. Uh, we're on. The truth is, I my and I say it on the Twitter account. Yeah. Like mostly, my office tweets for me, but I do tweet from time to time, sure. and I do. Yeah. And I really do. And I think you can tell when it's me and when it's them. They're just saying, "Hey, watch this," you yeah. know. 
But um, but yours are like I have to watch fucking Baby's Day Out again. No. <laughs> <laughs> God damn this movie. No, no, because you know I don't know why. Do you know why live tweeting while a show is happening do is I, useful? Do you know why? why? That's useful? I, th- I think you're just engaging see. the viewers. And why aren't they watching the show? People do both now. <laughs> do both. There's oh, screen. I can't do it's both. It's called the second screen experience. Yeah. The second right. Screen experience. People. I get that, but people are engaged. People cannot. So when MTV came along, it was sort of like, well, this is the death of the attention span. People are watching three-minute <laughs> things. There's so many flashy images having. Now people's attention spans are so short that they've now splintered, and people will multitask because they can't even focus on one thing for 15 seconds. Right. As is evidenced by the fact that if you have to sit through 15 seconds of a pre-roll video on YouTube to get right. to the video, it's like, God damn it! What <laughs> is happening? You know, like, you can't give 15 true. seconds. Like, is this say skip? Can yeah. I skip? skip? Okay, now I can skip. I can't skip? Okay, I can finally skip. <laughs> yeah. But so. I don't know. I think there's a lot of things I watch where I could easily be doing five other things yeah. while I'm listening to that. But there are certain shows that I can't do that with, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I... And I think the comeback is one of them actually but um no it probably works as a radio play too <laughs> and then you can rewatch it to see but that's how to me it's all they're all radio plays yeah well thank you that's your that's, that's television it's a radio play it's a, it's a radio play <laughs> and then if you want to see something it's that's offered that's available too. <laughs> if you like if, if you if you prefer to use your eyes to absorb this content yeah, then to that... get other information there's other information available if you <laughs> look at the screen i do remember when i was a kid that you there were um i feel like i remember my mom listen somehow tuning in and listening to a soap opera on the radio that was in the house was able to like pick up the. We used to be able to do. Sure. Yeah. When I, whenever we would go to Florida on vacation, I would tune the radio I had to Letterman. Like mm. I could get. Oh wow! I could get the oh, wow. Late Show and Late Night. Like for some reason, just in Florida, you could pick up anything on a VHF band. Yep. And uh, it was great for yeah, me. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I mean, I watch. I watch. Real Housewives, I watch as a radio play. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm playing a game. And then if something happened and I think I need to see it, I just yeah. rewind. Oh, she hit that girl. All right, good. Right. And then back to, your, right. back to your game. How dare you do that? Oh, do what? Shit. Now I have to, <laughs> now I have to watch and see if Isn't something happened. Isn't that show happened. like 60% stink eye? Like, isn't there a lot of you should be watching on that thing? No. No? I don't think so. Mostly filler. No, because yeah. to me, whenever I do watch and you see something, it's like that expression has nothing to do. It can't possibly be in response to what was just said. That I mean, show is, is basically editing. Real Housewives is basically a hot dog. It's, it's mostly snouts and anuses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. It's like why would someone just be listening? Really calmly after someone said something really horrible. Like, well, you know, obviously you've had work done and I just want to know where you got it done. Oh. Like, no, we've seen these people react to much less. (laughs) So why are they now? Freaking out. All right, Lisa Kudrow. Thank you. It was good to see you. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. The end. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But... 
this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.